1: Right. Testing, yeah. Yeah,
2: all right. Okay. Same with John and David Myler. Um, John, congratulations, first of all, I suppose, on the book. Um, you know, you might just tell the readers what we can expect from it, like and what, what type of
1: book it is and how like uh, how it's so important for you to get the book out there. It's a story of, of two people and their lives built up through sport, a father and a son. I was approached by Liam Hayes at, two years ago asking would I be interested in a book, Um, writing a book with my son David um, from a hurling point of view and from a soccer point of view and um, I thought it was worthwhile and uh, that we would tell the story our own way and then the two stories would, would interlink together through the book and I think that's what Liam has tried to do with with developing and publishing the book it's a story of flesh and blood it's a story of my life growing up hurling Mm. it's a story of david's life growing up through soccer and how the two of us then have you know intermixed with our careers you know david supporting me in my hurling um in later life in my management really and then i supported david in his football career in england over the last few years so it's, it's it's a story of father and son really one supporting the other and one helping the other and Um, and what you can learn and the synergies you can learn from each other and how you can put those in place. So I think Mm. it's a a really well-told story by Fintan O'Toole, who wrote it, and Liam Hayes, the publisher.
2: John, you couldn't be launched in a better place as well as St. Hurling Football Club where you had so much success and the memories come hopping off the wall here. Like, yeah, they, well, they when you come out like here,
1: there's, there's history here, there's culture yeah. here, there's success here. You know, and I came in the door here 41 years ago and, and in a glory time in the 1980s of Gerald McCarthy, Charlie McCarthy, Jimmy Barry Murphy and those mm. names that just trip off the, the mouth really. like, and You know what I mean? It has a fantastic culture of success here and you know I mean I, I think it was the right place to go to launch the book and, and uh, because they've done an awful lot for me over the years and you know and I paid them back in terms of success in terms of counties and that um and there was a fantastic turnout tonight from bars people in Adden, and, and ga people in general so we're absolutely thrilled with the turnout this evening mm. you mentioned in, in your speech earlier you coming to the, the door 41 years ago how did you arrive at st finn like i know you're from wexford was, you came to Cork. How, how was it st finn you arrived at? it's just i was staying in a flat in in in, in glasheen road and john o'brien who was then uh, chairman of the bars football club he was the um renting out the apartments to me and I remember one night we were playing the bars I was playing for UCC against the bars down in the park in the football semi-final and he said I'll give you a lift down and then going home he said sure you might as well play for the bars next year (laughs) so that was a starting point then and John Kremen and Christy Reinlord of Mercian who were very good Mm. to me while I was here in the bars like you know I mean we were friendly at that stage and and that was really it just pushed me across the line then to join the bars and you know I mean but I, I joined a phenomenal successful hurling and mm. football club at the time like in the, at the right like, time then, just, I just came at the right time I was blessed yeah. to be here and yeah. you you know Christy Ryan, John Kremen Niall Kennefic Jimmy Barry you know they were all Cork hurlers Cork footballers Eugene mm. Desmond Mick Locum, all those mm. Dave Barry like the best of the best of the best yeah. you know what I mean and I just happened to fall in at the right time and you know you, 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 I think you're blessed at times to, to realise that opportunity but then I took that opportunity and I tried to transfer that then to David from that learning mm. into later life, in David's soccer that you're given opportunities in life, but you must take opportunities. Mm. In it. And uh, thank God I took the opportunity here in forty years ago. Yeah, just before we go to Dave, John, you mentioned there like the likes of John Mack and Christy Rhine and Jimmy Barry Murphy's.
2: They all play jewel like hurling a football and you did as well. Like yeah. you know, how tough was that at the time?
1: Like was it was it easier then? Because it doesn't seem to be it's prominent. It, it, it was easier then, but but nowadays there's more demands on you in, yeah. in terms of, you know, the senior football manager, the senior hurling manager wants a hundred percent commitment from you for that particular mm. um for that particular code. And you find then that the most successful clubs are the clubs that are purely hurling only are football. Yeah. So Nemo have really proven that mm. in, in the last few years here in Cork and, you know, the likes of Middleton and that then, that are, Sarsley's, that are predominantly hurling, um, they focus on one game. So it's, it's, it's very, very difficult here, even in the bars as we speak tonight. Mm. You know, they're, they lost the hurling last week and then to go mm. out then Sunday and play again and you're going back to much the same fellas and it's, it's extremely difficult you now with the, with the challenging demands on fellas. You were very successful
2: as a player, John, you know, playing McCork as well, like in All Ireland 86, like, as a coach, like, you, you've had some career, like, some journey as a coach, with the amount of teams and the amount yeah. of players that you, yeah. under you, like, what is it about you and a coach, is it in your blood, is it something you really love it's to just, do as like
1: Ever since I started, I started here with the Barrs under 16 Hurling team when I was only just playing, and... You know what I mean, Jim McCarthy, Lord Mercy, He just organised the team for me. He gave me the slitters and gave me that's it. And he said just do an hour and a quarter session with him, and then I didn't have to do anything. So I got involved in that. But I was always, I always liked it. I always got involved in it, and it keeps me going. I'm, I'm 65 now, and I've no intention of stopping. But it keeps you ticking over. It keeps mm. your mind active. Yeah. What um, do you love
2: most about it, like what what what? what you love I, I about love about to you?
1: see fellas coming through. Yeah. Um, and it's great not to see even. In our both our stories, like David is involved with Ireland under seventeens, and mm. he's talking about this fella and about that fella and about the other fella about them making it and coming through and coming through for Ireland, you know, in a few years' time. And it's it's great to see that with David now as well. And you know, what I mean, where I had fellas then, you know, I got involved in Cork underage teams, under fifteen, under sixteen, under eighteen. And, we great success at eighteen in two thousand one with Froggy with um with those Bears, Kieran Murphy, you know, John Gardner, yeah. Satanta those, they all came through and that's fantastic then to see them developing into inter-county players.
2: Yeah, and just you mentioned their players coming through like you were Cork Curley manager, obviously that was was going on a great honor for you obviously. Mm. And and you think like Cork is done for so long and it's obviously it's a hotbed like traditionally mm. Cork is huge, Hurling County obviously. Do you think with the success of the and you had the young fellas as well, like the minors in the twenties, like but it doesn't
1: always guarantee that they'll transform yeah. that to the senior, does yeah. it? No, it's difficult. And I'm, I, you know, what I mean, myself and David, David has been involved there for the last 10 days with the early 17s. It's difficult to bring a 17, 15, 16 mm. year old into the county. And like Cork introduced two more there this year young Connolly and Shane Barrett. And they've done very well as, 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 as subs in being introduced. But you know what I mean? Putting them in day one and starting from scratch and expecting them then to win matches is going to be difficult. It's going to take three or four years for them to bed in and mm. seeing what Limerick have and how competitive and physical Limerick are. And mm. they're the standards. And um, it's great winning at underage success. But the key point is turning them into senior hurlers or international soccer players It's challenging, it's difficult because mm. there's so much happening. So you're looking at character, you're looking at attitude, and you're looking at mm. all of those points. If you're a gambling man, like would you would you put a couple of bob and the McCarthy coming soon? To talk? you're going back to the round robin in Munster. You need to get out in Munster first. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. You've got four matches against Limerick Tip. A new manager gone into Tipperary. You know, Colin Viner's mm-hmm. gone in there. Waterford have stayed the same. They, you know what I mean. They need to go back. Frank and uh, Brian Lown has been given a new three-year term in in. Um, in Clare and, and uh, John Kiley, two-year term in Limerick, so you know, Munster is going to be ultra ultra competitive. You know what I mean? There's, mm. there's there's absolutely no room in Munster for making mistakes. So get out of Munster first. I think mm. that's your priority um, mm. next year in 2022. Dave, um, I, I was reading some of the book, and um,
2: you know a lot of, a lot of people might not realise that you were. Uh, prominently Jay as well and I uh, you know you were Black Rock in particular like you looked up to a lot of great Black Rock players and Joe Dean was your, mm-hmm. your favourite hurler and you wanted these helmets you know You know, so you've used Jay background
3: and a dad like John like obviously it's embedded in you know yeah well that was the thing I went to school um, over in Beaumont um, my grandmother lived up or down the road I should say um, so it was it kind of fitted and then when I was in school all the young lads in my class were obviously playing with Black Rock so it kind of fitted into the natural way, so I obviously played with Blackrock, Um Huge memories playing with Black Rock, fond memories, winning counties year in, year out, playing failures, all that. Mm. Um, like you said, there I was very fortunate because my dad played for Cork. I had a great interest going, you know, obviously taking trips to Thurlis to watch Cork play in the Munster final or going to the All-Ireland. Uh, my first one being 99, obviously in, in the wet and the rain, like that six-hour car journey home after watching Cork win. Um it was it was just unbelievable. And that was my probably my first true love of sport. Um I remember hours and hours of spending in you know Roachstone Handball Alley practicing with hurling. Um in another in another life I'd have loved to have played hurling for Cork. Um mm. whether or not I would have won much, who knows? But I definitely would have would have loved to try that, but I went in a different route and I've no real complaints. Yeah, I know. We mentioned it before.
2: Uh, John played soccer, of course. The UCC. Well, he claims. <laughs> he claims. <laughs> and he got a hat trick.
1: Was it? Is that a still in the Collingwood yeah. stands. Yeah. Is that still a hat
3: Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. yeah. um, Canning,
1: manager, he no, was. No, Joe wasn't. Joe was manager of the Freshers' uh, team in in
3: oh, UCC yeah. in seventy four. Well, I was met good. I met Nishi. I was out in the Maritake the other day. Obviously, as my dad mentioned um, I'm involved with Ireland Seventeens, and in our group we had Pole in North Macedonia. So. Mm. I had to go out and watch them play out in the Mardyke and I met Nishi who was quick to remind me my father's the only man to score a hat trick in the Collingwood Cup final. Um yeah. So that's that's yeah. one that gets reminded but look that was it's very difficult for young boys and girls nowadays to play multiple sports mm-hmm. um, but I was very fortunate in the time I grew up I played hurling and football for yeah. Blackrock and St Michael's respectively I played you know soccer for College Corinthians I was very fortunate to play, you know, three sports and I was able to compete at a high level uh, in, each, in each age group and then, obviously, my my career took a different path and I went down the soccer route.
2: Yeah, and I suppose, as John would testify, like, living in Cork, like, you know, the the, the the way traditions of, I suppose, Cork soccer and hurling and football, like, you've been a great county, like, for, for sport.
3: You A lot of fellas look up to, I suppose. Yeah, um, that was it. Look, it's a bit like young boys and girls nowadays when they're, they're watching, whichever sport it is, you kind of, you gravitate towards the goal score, um, mm-hmm. and obviously Joe Dean was playing full forward for Cork, and there was this little fella, like with the yellow Cooper, taking frees yeah. in a particular way, um, and that was the beauty of it. I was very fortunate, I'd go down to Cueve, like I said, Turles, all that, and you'd watch him, and then you'd want to go home, and you'd want to replicate him. I remember myself, my buddies, building a goal outside our house, and you'd be down taking frees, and... I, I, be, I eventually became too tall that I, it felt awkward to take Frees like Joe, but that was my first true love, and uh, there's no getting away from it. I loved hurling, um, I still do, I watch Cork, you know, religiously when they're on, um, and it's just, it's incredible to look back, and, you know, even I bumped into George Hatchell, who took a photo of um, my sister and I, I think we said 22, 23 years ago in Parkie Queeve we still have the photo at home um it's for anyone who's listening um it was the esat digifone like <laughs> yeah. cork top that's how far back it was memories, see yeah. yeah to see george and that and it's just it's it's incredible fond memories that you know stay with you
2: yeah and soccer you made your name and obviously dave and i was interested in reading through the book before i got it tonight i just get snippets of it from liam and um you know, the part when you went to Sunderland as a 19 year old, I suppose, and that, that could be tough, like, but you were lucky to John there and uh,
3: he left a lovely message for you when he left, didn't he? Yeah. You know. I do have the message somewhere, but I can't find it. It's amongst many things, like, but yeah, but that was it. The, the thing was, he came to me. Um, I had played multiple games and, like, in different sports over different weekends and. I was probably playing up a bit and he said to me well what do you want to do like and he said you're wasting your time if you're going to continue the way you are and I said no I want to play soccer professionally I want it. and when he said well you need to sort yourself out and that was kind of the moment then I really really knuckled down at probably 17 and obviously I turned professional at Cork City and the opportunity came to come to Sunderland and when I went over um, he would said to me like this is all you've ever wanted this is all you've kept talking about mm. there's no point in coming home um i signed in july and i think the first time i came home was christmas and i was at home christmas um there was an incident which is in the book so people can read that um and i went back and i didn't come back till the summer and i just knew i had to get on with it it's all i ever wanted and look i left cork what is it now 13 14 years ago and i still haven't moved home and that's just the way it is and I needed that at that point was that kind of structure and focus and, and I got it going to Sunderland and you know I never looked back
2: yeah and just talking about Gerard, could we could we be here all night we were just short snippets I suppose the big highlights like obviously playing with Sunderland in the Premier League Wembley FA Cup Final you know there were great times like and great memories and great things to
3: look back and with pride in it well that's the thing it's it's. I look, I look at like say my Ireland career and people say oh mm-hmm. well you have 26 international caps. Yeah.
2: You're captain Ireland so.
3: And I captained Ireland, Jan, And But it's it's sports is about moments. Um, mm. We've often spoke about it at home. Sports about moments. I was very fortunate that I played in a good era with Ireland, with great people, a great changing room, a um, fantastic manager. Um, but I played in huge games, like the Germany game in the mm. short where we drew in all the Germany game, the Avivo, where we beat them 1-0. Do you know the Wales game in Cardiff where we won I was very fortunate that I had huge moments you spoke there about the FA Cup final even the FA Cup semi-final playing at Wembley yeah. you know winning 5-3 scoring the fifth goal mm-hmm. eight goal in the game which ended up winning an award do you know what I mean for the biggest spectacle on, or on British television and all this stuff and you have the FA Cup quarter-final against Sunderland you know full house at, at, at Hull and then there's just huge moments I was very fortunate that you know when I look back and it was, that was probably the beauty of of doing the book was I got to relive so many moments and go through them and, you know, dig into your inner self to kind of find, remember and find different things. And that was, that was, you know, just an incredible part of it.
2: Yeah. And just reminding readers, like, you know, you retired at 30, obviously, it was mm. purely like the knee injury, is it? Didn't
3: yeah. You? Yeah. Well, put it this way, I'm 32 now, um, yeah. but I need a metal knee. Um, yeah. I've been advised... But I believe you have to have that changed every fifteen to twenty years. So at thirty two I'd be forty-seven, sixty two when I'd be on my third metal knee. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to prolong it as long as I can. But look, of course I would have loved to have played till I couldn't I couldn't play no more. And unfortunately for me that came at thirty. Um, it was a long drawn process of accepting retirement. Um, it took me took me quite a quite a while to kind of come to terms with it yeah. and even to make the decision. But my body's not what it used to be, um, unfortunately. But look, I look back on, you know, fond, fond memories. I had an I had an incredible career to think. Mm. I came from Cork, down, you know, Rochestown, going over to play, in, you know, in the Premier League, to play against your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, your Manchester United's, to play against the types of player I did to, you know, represent my country, you know, to captain my country, all those things. Um, I... I Look, I have no real complaints.
2: Yeah, and and you're very busy. You're on the media, you know, <laughs> social media and you see or stuff on Twitter. And you're you did your A license, yeah. B license. You're going are in the You know, Dave, how's that going for you? Like, and what what do you want to get from it? Like, you know, would you would you want to go on and manage your team
3: at a serious level? Yeah, well, that's the idea. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I'm I I'm fortunate enough now that I've been able to go into that. Um, I completed my B license, my A license, and. I looked obviously further my education in coaching, and um, I'm I'm young, um, I'm mm. I'm learning uh, about coaching. I'm I'm very fortunate that because I played Ireland, I've got incredible coach educators uh, working in the FEI who've been able to help me. You mentioned there I'm I'm involved with the Ireland Seventeens with Colin O'Brien, Ian Hill, Josh Moore, great yes. people who've kind of show me the ropes and show me the way um, eventually one day I would like yes I would like to become a manager um, at this moment I'm trying to get my experience get my knowledge um, I'm studying football differently than, than you know, obviously when I played um, mm. I'm trying to understand everything and it's, it's it's a learning process I'm almost back at the start of my playing career but now I'm coaching and I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and you know, one day then I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully take that step into you know coaching and who knows where that will take me
2: I won't take you a more because I know you have to go back to your families but just important to say like that um, just ask you about Stephen Kenny the jury is out on Stephen isn't it and you know yeah. Like, how do you view it in terms of the process and what he's trying to achieve and the, the football played obviously a lot of people have made it a big thing out of the 38 passes that led to Callum Robinson's goal the other day and that it's, it's coming together but how do you view it all that they're watching on
3: look Trevor the, 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 the thing is people don't like change um, Stephen's come in with his ideas, his philosophy. He's trying to change Irish football, mm. um, certainly at the senior level. I'm in a very fortunate position that I've seen the work that has been done underage with the 15s, 17s, 19s, and 21s. Um, even if you look at the other night uh, with Gavin Bazuna, Andrew Odomabele, yeah. uh, Jason Knight, Jason Malumbi, Troy Paris, um who am I missing? Nathan Collins. Mm-hmm. Adamida yeah. that's another one that's how many so see so many
2: cockfellas there as well yeah.
3: yes there's many Corkfellas which is great but all those players a few years ago were playing for the Irish under 17s yeah. um, they feature in major tournaments which is incredible but the work has been done and now Stephen is trying to f- progress that even more with the first team it's going to take time mm-hmm. um, I've spoken about this in the past that you have probably a, a significant gap in years from these young boys who were all kind of 2000-2001 birthdays and then you have the lad, the likes of lads I oh, play with, your McLeans, your Coleman's, Hendricks, which are 92, 91, 90. There's a big, massive gap. And these lads are going to take time, these young boys. We've seen it now. Um, Stephen's been in charge for 17, 18 games. The progression is coming, but it's going to take time. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer he has a long-term plan. Um, I know there's been a lot of question marks over whether or not his contract would be renewed or whatever. But I feel that Stephen has a bigger picture in place. He's looking at the progression of Irish football over the mm-hmm. next four to five years. Not he's not looking at the you know the next international tournament. There's a bigger picture in place. And that's why I'm fully in support of him and I think he's doing good work and long may it continue.
2: Okay, just the very last one as you said, Dave, and then one last one for John. Um, I know you're a kind of Liverpool fan, aren't you? Yeah. Like do you, do you think uh, they're in a good place at the moment, obviously like they're unbeaten and I think they're unbeaten in nineteen matches. It's going to be a very interesting title race and this year when you look at how strong Tuchel has Chelsea. Man City, obviously, uh, one of the favourites. But how do you see it all shaping out this year? The Premier League, it, 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 like the last two Premier Leagues, it's been one easy. But it, it looks like it's going to be a good title race this year, doesn't it?
3: No, it does. It has all the signs to be a fantastic one. Um, certainly with Liverpool, City and Chelsea, those three squads are probably they're probably more of a team mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Manchester United aren't a team but they do rely heavily on individual moments yeah. um, I think obviously the manager I think he's done like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done a fantastic job in the time he's been there but I think if they're to progress to the next level to be really challenging for you know the Premier League and the Champions League um, I think they'll need to obviously hire or sign a top manager I feel the title will be between the other three um, I think Liverpool's 11. Their starting eleven is probably the best eleven on paper. and mm. um, If Liverpool can keep all those players fit, then I do feel that Liverpool will win the Premier League. Obviously, I know they lose Salah Mane in January with the African Cup of Nations, which yeah. will be a big loss. But with the FA Cup starting, they should only miss three games. It's whether or not they can cope and obviously come out of that successful. But I've no doubt, um, I said at age ago, I think the four of them will be fighting to, to nail come... You know the end of the season at the start of May and um, I think whichever team can keep their 11 now I know City obviously have a, have a huge squad depth but I think whatever 11 that can stay you know, fit the longest um, and keep that form going will win it but I feel Liverpool
2: Good stuff and uh, you know in your own coaching role we wish all the best going forward uh, Dave and you couldn't be in better hands with a fellow who's
4: coaching through his blood with not
0: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com ACAST. That's Burrow.com ACAST. Burrow.com ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: And uh, that's the problem. <laughs> I leave the last word with you, John. What do you want uh, readers to get from the book? Um, you know, it's obviously um, unique in a term in terms of you know, father and son memoir, first time it's done in Irish sport. Uh, well, what do
1: you think readers <laughs> will get from the book? I think it's one of support. Um, I think it's, it's one of not trying to live your life through your son's life. Your, you know, we all have children, boys and girls, and mm. we love them. And, all we can do is support them, but they have to make their own choices. They have to take their own opportunities. They have to realise in life, it's not what your dad wants or your mother wants. It's what you want. And you need to realise that opportunity. God gives us an opportunity every day of the week mm. and we need to take that opportunity. David has gone to England for 13 years. At times I'm mad jealous about him because he got paid for playing football. <laughs> I didn't get paid for hitting a sit or He got paid for kicking the football. But he took that opportunity. And I remember saying to David, you need to thank Roy Keane for bringing you to Sunderland. And Roy said to him, he said, no, you took the opportunity. I Mm -hmm. gave it to you, but you took it. And that when you go there and when you play for Ireland or when you play in the Premiership, you have to take it. It's the same with playing with Cork. And I say that to young Cork hurlers as well. Mm -hmm. It's there, take it. And if you don't take it, it's gone past it. And then when you get to my age, it's, it's gone past you it and it's too late. So realise the opportunity of today and look forward to tomorrow and don't be looking backwards. Great
2: advice and good
1: luck with the book, lads. Thank thanks, you. Thanks
2: for talking to me. Thanks, Thank John. You. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Dave. Thank right, looking forward to reading it. Yeah. Thanks, lads.
3: Yeah, I've, I've. Thanks, lads.